This is a shear on Likutei Sicha is Chelek Tesvav, the Sicha of Bereshis the fourth, Bereshis Dalit. In the pasuk, Vayove Kain Miplihu Adama Mincha Lashem Kain brought from the fruits of the ground a Mincha offering to Hashem. Rashi quotes the words Miplihu Adama from the fruits of the ground, and he explains Mincha Gorua from the I say the word lousy, from the, um, there's a better word in English that I should be using, from the poor quality, something, something not good. There's a Medish that says, Zera Pishtanoya, it was flaxseed. Now the reason why Rashi has to learn that Cain brought something that was inferior, that's what I was looking for, is because we understand simply like the Ra'am, Rebbe Liyom explains, if he didn't bring something inferior, what did he do wrong that Hashem so miffed him, that Hashem snubbed him and it didn't turn to him? So of course Rashi has to say he brought something inferior. That's why we explained to the five-year-old Hashem didn't turn to him. However, we have to understand why does Rashi add and bring an agoda that Zerah Pishtonai was flaxseed. What's the difference in Trutish Mikra and the simple reading of the Pasuk? Whether the gift he gave was inferior, whatever it was, or whether it was flax. Or it was some other kind of vegetable that he brought. So we can't ask, how do you see from Shutish al Mikra, where do you see in the simple reading of the Pshat, the proof that it was flax? Because Rashi himself brought it in the name of Agada. So the first thing Rashi says, right when he first explains, without quoting any source, he says it was inferior. He doesn't have to say where he takes that it was inferior. It's obvious in the reading of the Pasuk that kind didn't get a response from Hashem, simply because it was inferior. Although that also says it in Agadah, but Rashi doesn't have to quote the Agadah because that's simple pshat. But what we understand when, he, when Rashi quotes that it's an Agadah, that it was flax, it tells us that from the simple reading of the Pasuk, we don't know it's flax. That's why he has to quote the Agadah. However, since Rashi does bring the Agadah, Rashi brings an Agadah, he brings Agadic material, in his commentary on the Torah, only when is, as Rashi says elsewhere, when it's Agoda Hamiyasheves Divramikra. It's an Agoda that clarifies and makes sit tight and sit well, clarifies what the Pasik is saying. In other words, if there's something that's not understood in the Pasik, then Rashi brings an Agoda. Why is this necessary for us to know here that besides being inferior, it was flax? Base, says the Rebbe, some of the prince of Rashi. There is an addition after this in a parenthesis and a half in a, in, a, in a brackets. What's the addition that exists in some of the versions of Rashi? Interesting, like what happens that in some printed edition of Rashi there's an addition and in some there isn't? That's an histor- interesting historical uh, discussion. But anyway, in some of the printed copies of Rashi, not the standard one that we have, it says, in addition to this, another explanation Mipri, what does it mean from the fruits of the ground? Just of any of the fruits. In other words, not, not choice, not good. He was nonchalant. He just took whatever was, was available. If I want to use a, maybe a modern day mushal. On a Wednesday morning, he opened his fridge. He saw what's available to bring Tasha. And even though that in, in, um, in the earlier Prince of Rashi, this additional pirush commentary doesn't exist. However, you understand that if it does exist in some of the prints in Rashi, so it also has a place. 
and uh, that's why some do have that girsa, do have that, that version of Rashi. So we want to understand why doesn't Rashi find it sufficient just to say his first Pirish? So we could say, what is the second Pirish that he just brought, what haphazardly came to sound? Because if you want to say that the sin of Cain was that he brought from inferior stuff, why does the Pasuk just say without clarifying that he brought from Priyadama from the fruits of the earth? The Pasuk should have said he brought from inferior stuff. As later when he talks about what Hevel brought, the Pasuk does clarify that he brought from from the choice of his sheep and from their choice from the firstborns and the choice. In other words, he, he, brought, he brought good stuff. So therefore, Rashi brings another pirush in, in those versions that bring that other pirush of Rashi. That taka, this gift that Cain bought Minagorua from inferior quality is what? It wasn't Minagorua. It was Mipri. He didn't bring inferior. He just bought from whatever was available. Not good and not choice, but he didn't make a point of bringing something bad. So what was the chet? What was the sin of kind of that in that case? Sin of kind was that he didn't pay attention to bring from the choice and from good. You bring some tashem, you got to choose what's good. Aye, but now we have a question on the other side. If you learn according to the first pirush that the mincha that was brought from inferior quality, now we understand why Hashem didn't turn to Cain and to his gift. Because Cain made a point of bringing inferior quality, he snubbed Hashem. Not just he's showing he doesn't have respect for Hashem. If you have respect for Hashem, you bring the, the, the choice, you bring the best. But more than that, he acted in a way denigrating. He brought something inferior. In other words, when you bring something inferior, you're actually insulting the one you're bringing the present to. So that would make sense why Hashem didn't turn to Cain. But how do you explain why Hashem doesn't turn to Cain if, uh, if, if not he did something to bring something inferior, but simply... He didn't make an effort to bring the good. He took what was available. So why does he get uh, told off for that? Hashem should just totally ignore him. So in other words, how does that second pirush really fit? Why does Hashem ignore him, rebuff him, if he didn't act against Hashem? He just didn't, didn't, you know, didn't work hard to bring the best. So we could say the explanation of this, Gimel. Rashi cannot suffice with bringing the pirush minagorua that he brings from the, from the inferior, because that's difficult. From bringing the mincha, by him bringing the mincha, Cain was trying to bring a point that he's thankful to Hashem, right? So how do we get into Cain's mindset? You're bringing a present to Hashem. Why are you bringing a present, an offering to Hashem? Because you're thankful, gratitude. So why is he bringing something inferior? which is the opposite of the intention of bringing a gift. More than that, it says after Cain saw that Hashem didn't turn to him, the Pesach says that Cain was very upset. So this is something to be amazed about. After he brings, if he brought his mincha, his gift from inferior, he expects Hashem to turn to him favorably. What are you, what are you thinking, Mr. Cain? Reb Cain. Later we're going to see that Cain was the first Balchuva. Cain is not, he's, he's the first son of the world. What was in your mind? So we have to say that even though Cain's mincha was taken not accepted, but at least there has to be some semblance of, of rationale here that Cain, Cain should make a, a mistake 
It was kind of, it's not just, you know, kind of a quality person. Where does his mistake come from? Why was he thinking that Hashem would accept it? So that's why Rashi brings another pirush, according to the, those uh, versions that have it. It says, first of all, it was from flax. And also, he didn't choose the inferior. He just took what was available. And we, as we're going to explain, what, what is added here by flax and what is, what, what's the, the issue with bringing what's available? And by the way, the Rebbe points out here, you know who Kayin is. The Ramban says on this Pasuk, that Kayin brought, Hevel brought, these on this paraphrase, the Ramban says, hey, These people understood the great secret of the Korbanis and Menachas of bringing offerings to Hashem. There wasn't just blatant error. Something is going on here, something deeper. Dalit. So for this, we'll also understand the order of the Pesukim. First, it says that Kayin brought a gift. Then it says, Hevel also brought a gift. Hashem turned to Hevel. And then it says, but he didn't turn to Kain. Now, I would think that the words, he didn't turn to Kain, should come right after it says, Kain brought a gift. Hashem didn't turn to him. And then Hevel brought a gift. Hashem did turn to him. Even if you want to say that the Pasuk first wants to bring, to bring the, speak about the detail of the, of the gifts. Kain brought, Hevel brought, and then the Pasuk wants to tell us how they were received or not received. So still, then it should have said, Kain brought, Hevel brought. Shem didn't turn to Kain, Shem turned to Hevel. But it doesn't say that. It says, Kain brought, Hevel brought. Hashem turned to Hevel, Hashem didn't turn to Kain. Either say, Kain, what he brought and how he was received first, then Hevel, what he brought and what he received, or say both bringings and both receptions. But here, it doesn't go in any order, it seemingly. So seemingly, we could say, Bepashtus, that it's because only after Hashem turned to Hevel, that a fire came down to heaven and ate up his gift, that's when Cain understood. One second, I didn't get that treatment. Hashem didn't turn to me in the way he turned to heaven, and that's when he got upset. You know, we all know that, there's a famous uh, analogy, somebody gets a, a raise, he walks out of the office of his boss, amazed he got a raise of $300. He's excited, he's about to call his family and tell them, Till he meets his friend who walks out excited and says, I got a raise of $1,000. All of a sudden, that three, all of a sudden he's upset. Where, where did the joy go? So here Hashem doesn't... When does Cain get upset when he sees that Hashem does send a fire down from heaven? Till then, nothing to be upset about. However, so according to this, we can say that that's what the Pasuk means to hint at. The Pasuk says that the fact that Hashem didn't turn to Cain only happened after Hashem turned to heaven. That's when the disappointment takes place. Because when Cain brought his mincha, there was room to make a mistake that there's actually no sin in what he did. Only once Hashem treats Hevel with such attention, now he understands there's a problem. Ah, but however, now that he knows that there's an issue with what he brought and it wasn't a proper bringing, now he should have had regret, charota, the fact that he didn't have any regret and he didn't come and fix what he had done could have brought another mincha. He could have brought something beautiful. Now the Torah says, hmm. the result of that is that Hashem didn't turn to Cain. So Cain brought, okay, Hevel brought, nothing wrong yet. Now Hashem turns to Hevel. Cain, did you see that Hashem turned to Hevel and not to you? Do something about it. Now Cain doesn't, and he sees that Hashem doesn't turn to him, Taka, because he doesn't fix the situation. Now he gets upset. So hey, as we said many times, Rashi wrote his Chumash, his Pirush, also for a five-year-old, who's just started learning Chumash. 
So for this we understand that when Rashi says that it was flaxseed, and he doesn't explain that, you know, why is flax something that has is distinct in, in some kind of a, 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 has some kind of advantage over other things, over other vegetables. So we assume that it's because the five-year-old already knows it. Where does a five-year-old know about flax? Rashi has explained earlier, when we talk about the four rivers, one of the rivers is Pishain. Rashi says, why is it called Pishain? Rashi says, because the name Pishain is Megadel Pishton. It's an area that grows flax. So the fact that you can call a river on the name of the produce it's growing tells you that it's produce that's important produce, right? So already the Ben Chavish knows that Pishton is not just, is not, is not, is not inferior kind of a, of a vegetable. It's flax. It's something that brings forth some very good stuff. Um, we also know that um, the Rebbe quotes in Torah twenty-two that in Mitzrayim, linen clothing was was considered very uh, very respectable, right? We know that uh, Paro dressed uh, Yosef in linen clothing. We also know that Kohen Gadol went linen clothing. So we, we we know that linen is is you know is something special. So now we can understand why Cain, when he brought his gift, what was he thinking? He thought the main thing is to bring the species of gift. That's, that's a good species. So he's bringing uh, flax. However, in that very species itself, he brought inferior quality. And that was the advantage of Hevel's gift of a Cain's gift. The gift that Cain brought, the gift that Hevel brought, not just did he bring animals, but he brought choice, firstborns and fat, choice animals. It's not about the species, it's about what level of, of, of specialness within that species. However, Vov says that Rebbe, that interpretation is not fully straight, uh, smooth. Why? Because Manavshach, whichever way you look at it. Since Cain looked, if you're saying that Cain looked to bring a better species, why did he bring inferior stuff of that species? So it's not a huge question because the Pasa continues. Hey, you got to know that at the entranceway of a person, sin is crouching. And the person and the, and the sinfulness wants to try and get the person to, to sin. In other words, we have a Yetzirah, we have a negative inclination. And obviously, with Kayin, the negative inclination mixed in over here. And it made him fall in doing a sin where he brought a good species, but he brought inferior part of that species. However, with this itself, it says only that the, the, the Yetzirah crouches at the entrance. In other words, the, the control of the Yetzirah is only in a way that it's standing outside. It's not doesn't truly define or truly overcome the person totally. So that's why he couldn't stop Kain. The Yetzirah couldn't stop Kain from bringing a gift or at least bringing something low, lower quality. He, he got him to fall in the fact that he thought, you know what? I'm going to bring uh, something, a better species. I'll bring flax, but I'll bring something inferior within that species itself. However, to make it a little more clear, Rashi wants to clarify this for us. So according to the versions that have the second period, Rashi, Rashi brings the second period. He brought from, from fruit, whatever was available to him. This we understand, but Pashtas now, that why Cain truly thought that Hashem would take it. Aye, so why didn't Hashem take it if he didn't... He didn't snub Hashem by looking for inferior because after he saw that Hashem found it beloved that Hevel brought the superior quality, he should have right away fixed himself up. But he didn't. Now Hashem says, no, I'm not going to turn to you. But also this period is difficult to learn why. 
And in a way, it's more difficult than the first Pirush. That's why in most Gerses of Rashi, we don't have that he just brought haphazardly rather than bringing inferior. Why? Because it doesn't make full sense to say that for the fact that Cain brought without making a point of bringing this, the, 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 the superior, Shem should totally not look at him. It's not like he tried to bring inferior, according to that second Pshat of Rashi. So that's why really we're going to go with the first Pshat of Rashi. And Rashi says the first Pshat he brings is that he brought inferior quality. However, Rashi also adds from that God he brought flax. Because you want to know what was he thinking? He was thinking, I'll bring a superior species. So these two, it's not two different Pirushim. It's one Pirush. He brought inferior flax. Flax is superior in some way, but he brought inferior color within flax. Which tells us here, the Rebbe is going to go now to, it's not about what species you bring necessarily, it's about what level you bring within that species. Zayin. From here we have, from the Inyonim of Flamith, the wondrous things, according to Halacha, that we can learn from Rashi. And this will explain a diuk in the Rambam. The Rambam says, if somebody wants to bring himself a merit, he should bring a carbon from the beautiful and the most um, best quality stuff that he has in that species. And he brings the process called Chelev Lashem. All desirous, all chelev, all fats, all good things, that should go to Hashem. Where does he bring a proof from? It says that Hevel brought from the firstborns of his sheep and from Chelbeim, from their fat, from the fat ones, and Hashem turned to Hevel. But the fact that Abba says a person should always bring from the choice of that species tells us that the Indian of bringing everything choice to Hashem means bring the choicest within the species. If you're planning to bring a certain species, you got to bring the choicest one of that. But it doesn't mean to say you have to bring the most choice species. In other words, for example, here that Rebbe brings. When a person says he's got a commitment, he's, he's making a vow to bring a carbon. So if somebody says Stam, he's going to bring a carbon, he should bring from the largest of the species that he's committed to. For example, for example if a person committed to bring an Eulah, a burnt offering from the Bakar, from animals, from cattle, he should bring an ox, and not a calf. Because you want to bring the tree, you should bring the choice from the species that he made an edit to. However, even if somebody's wealthy, if he makes a nether to bring something cheaper, for example, if he makes a nether to bring a burnt offering from the, from the bird family, he's allowed to. If a person says, Stam, he wants to bring a burnt offering, if, it's a, if in that place, the way they usually refer to burnt offerings to a carbon oila is from the bird family, he can bring a bird family. He has to bring a nice bird. He can bring a bird. In other words, well, we have to understand how does that work? If Hashem says bring, if we say that we have to bring chol chelev l'ashem, everything of choice, Hashem should get things only, the choices that we have. So l'cha'eda, why don't we have to bring the most choice species? Why are we saying you only have to bring the most choice within the species that we've committed to? But now we can explain that the Ramam learns is from the Pasuk. It says that Hevel brought his gift to Hashem from the choicest of his sheep. It was sheep, not cattle. You want to bring something, something upgraded, bring something a larger, a, a, a more substantial kind of animal, cattle. So on the one hand, he didn't bring cattle, but of the sheep, he brought the choices of the sheep. And Hashem turned to Hevel, which tells us, and to Cain he didn't. Although Cain did bring something, in a sense, superior in the, in, in the world of vegetation. He brought flax. 
So from here is a proof that Kolchei Hashem, bring everything choice to Hashem, this obligates us to bring from the nicest of that species that you're bringing. But not that you have to bring the most upgraded species. Ches, however, this itself need, we need to understand. Why is it better to bring this upgraded, upgraded quality within that species rather than bringing the most upgraded species? So we could say the explanation is, what's the point of bringing everything that you bring to Hashem should be of the choice of that species? We could say that that really brings home to us the recognition that the whole world belongs to Hashem. And therefore, when you give something to Hashem, it's not secondary. You have to give Him the best. The best thing you have. In other words, um, you know, when, uh, for example, when, it, when a guest comes, let's say it's not a mitzvah, let's just talk. Human, human nature. A guest comes, you give him the best bedroom? No. It's my house. The master bedroom stays for me. I don't give that to the guest. I give the guest a nice bedroom. But it's obvious. It's my house, so I should get the, you know, the nicest usage, right? Lashem Aretzimleya says, it's Hashem's. So I take second. First comes to Hashem. Now, since this concept that Lashem Aretzimleya, everything belongs to Hashem, this applies to all species, everything that's in the world. Sai, nicer species, more upgraded kinds of things. Say lower kinds of things. So therefore, this point of kolchel of Hashem, everything, the choice always has to go to Hashem, is nothing, is not something that just applies to some select kind of species. Because if, if so, you wouldn't have the recognition being expressed that the Abish is balabas of everything, of every kind of species. Also, according to that, will come out that in the things that are not upgraded species, you can't be makayim, this, this, you can't fulfill this injunction, bring everything choice to Hashem. So therefore what we understand is that whatever you're bringing, whatever kind of thing you're bringing, bring the choice of that kind. Right? According to this, we can understand, to put it into, to put it just into maybe simple language, which we can apply to ourselves, um, Hashem is not asking a person to give what they don't have. Hashem asks us to give what we have. What we have, we should give the best of what we have. So according to this, we'll understand what was really going on, a deeper expression of why Cain was bringing what he brought. Um, and I just want to point out how Ura 41, they were saying if it has to be the choices of species, and that's what has to come to Hashem, then somebody who can't do that you're saying that he can't fulfill the injunction of bringing the choice one to Hashem? The Rebbe says, even though there is a halacha that obviously somebody who, that is somebody who's poor and brings a carbon that he can afford, that he can afford, he couldn't have brought more Hashem, of course, you know, um, we know that Hashem accepts it. So how could we be thinking that maybe kol chelav l'ashem only applies, you have to bring the choice, Hashem only applies to certain species, that means the ani would be cut out? Yes, says the Rebbe, we know that Hashem would accept it and so on, but it may be thought, there's a possibility to think that he hasn't fulfilled the bringing the choice to Hashem, says the Rebbe, no, it's not like that. The Rambam therefore comes and says, no, it goes on every species. Whatever you can bring, bring it in the best way possible. And then you have also fulfilled bringing the choice to Hashem. Test. According to this, we must understand the inner reason why Cain 
um, didn't choose his mincha from the choice, from the um, uh, the choice one of that species, but rather he took a superior species. He took flax, but he didn't bring the superior flax. He brought flax, which is superior. Why was he thinking? The Altarev explains that the carbon of kain was from from flax seed. It's like the fact that the kain gadol got dressed in linen clothing. Why? Because bad. In, in Hebrew, the linen clothing is called big day bad. Bad means one stalk. What does this hint at? The fact that the uh, that the pishton flax linen flax grows with one stalk per seed. One stalk is reminiscent of unity. Achtus on Yom Kippur, the king Godel was in the holiest place, holiest day, and so on. So he was wearing clothing that denote achtus, oneness of Hashem. And this is a oneness that supersedes, that precedes division. And it's higher than taking many things, like the Dalit Minim, we talk about bringing together uh, the Achtos and the Dalit Minim, for example, the Aravis, we say they grow in togetherness. Um, but they grow separate, but separate things that grow together. The mile of, of, of linen is that each seed grows one stalk, and this shows us, this hints at the, at the, at the oneness of Hashem before it goes down into detail. So rather than, we say Hashem Echad, that Hashem is one within seven heavens and one earth and four corners of the world. So we're bringing together all these things that look separate, but really they're part of one. But then there's a level which we talk about, which is Yochid, which is the singularity, the existential singularity of the Ebishter before he comes down even, so to speak, uh, to create details. That's what is being um, hinted at on Yom Kippur, the highest day where we, where we you know, jump, where, where we're higher than the worlds and higher than division. And Cain wanted to bring down this into the world, this level of yachid, which is higher than division into detail. And that's why he wanted to bring, he wasn't so caught up that there's differences between various levels within that species. Because that's already detailed, better, worse, medium. No, he wasn't going there. He wants to talk about just pure unity, which gets expressed by flax. So he's bringing flax, but he's gonna. It doesn't make a difference to get into the details of which flax it is, what what quality it is. However, that wasn't the kavana. That wasn't Hashem's intention. Because the ultimate intention of Hashem is not so much that we should bring into the world a feeling of the oneness of Hashem that's higher than any details, the yochid, that level of singularity. Because that would require us to remain divested, to remain disengaged with the world. Because when you, and then what would happen is when we lower ourselves to be involved in the world, we would be stripped of that level of achtos of Hashem that, that has been with us when we were able to stay away from detail. And when we come into the world, we'll be torn away from that. We are, the purpose of our, what, what our shlichus is, is to bring echad. In other words, to create the oneness of Hashem, to show the oneness of Hashem in the, um, in, in the, disparate things that seem to exist in the world. Ah, so then what we do have to do, we do have to pay attention to details. We're paying attention to details, you gotta bring what's, what's the highest level, the superior quality within that species. Yud, here comes a, a teaching for everybody, all of us, how much we have to be trying to do hidr mitzvah to beautifying mitzvahs. If even Kayin, that Kayin, what he was trying to do is to bring down the hergish of Yochid. Right, the singularity that, that is expressed through flax. And nonetheless, since he didn't do it with superior quality, 
He was lacking in the hitter in beautifying the mitzvah. He brought a good species, but he didn't bring superior quality in that species. And that's why he fell down. His falling was that instead of learning from Hevel, oh, one second, Hevel brought something nice, Hashem turned to him, he should have had a jealousy, but a jealousy cannot save from a jealousy of scholars, which which leads to more knowledge. Have a jealousy and say, you know, I better do that same thing. And make, upgrade my mincha, make my mincha superior. And then that would have had both milas, would have had both virtues. It would have been a superior species, and it would have been superior quality within that species. Instead, he fell, God forbid, and he got into a jealousy that didn't lead to additional virtue. He got up and he did what to, to Hevel, what he shouldn't have done. So if that's even with Cain, who his intention, he was so well-intentioned. <laughs> By the way, um, the... Um, you know, in the Odyssey of 46, we point out Kaim was a high-level guy. He's not just, uh, you know, in Kabbalah, this is a very high-level guy. So if even he, though, because he didn't, he was lacking in the hidder and the beautifying the mitzvah, could fall so low, how much more by us? We're always, it's, by us, it's like climbing up a mountain. We always have to climb higher and higher. And by the way, when you climb up a mountain, if you're not, don't keep climbing up, you're going to slip back. So we always have to try and add and add to beautifying the mitzvah and everything of Kedusha, we should bring the beautiful one, the good one, till we should bring the best and most choices of what we have. And when a Gid gives his best to Hashem, then Hashem pays him back with all the good things in Gashvis and Ruchnius, from Hashem's wide open hand. Amen.